The following program is a Hatton Media Solutions podcast production. Welcome to the ADV Motorcycle Podcast, your adventure riding and dual sport headquarters. Featuring bike reviews, tech tips, tales from on and off the road, and some stories from the Dakar and other rallies across the globe. Welcome to episode one of the ADV Motorcycle Podcast. This is basically it's a conversation all about uh, things dual sport and adventure riding. We're going to dive into bike reviews. We're going to check out some parts, some new accessories, lots of tech tips, lots of riding tips that will hopefully make you a better rider. And uh, you know what? We're going to try to share some battle stories as well from racing rallies across the globe. Mostly, though, we're just here to talk about motorcycles because that's why we're on here. That's what we do. We are here because we eat, we sleep, we live. You know what? I'll be honest with you. We even crap motorcycles. Just check out our bathrooms. We have about a stack of 20 high magazines in there. We are all about motorcycles, and that's what the ADV Motorcycle Podcast is all about. My name is Jason. I'm the producer of the show, and joining me every week, three-time Dakar competitor in the Dakar Rally, in Tunisia Rally, Moroccan Rally, Dubai Rallies, race the Baja 1000. He is a certified BMW off-road instructor. He's also my dad. So is that, uh, is that good enough there? Don Hatton, how was that for star treatment? I like it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing good. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're, this week's episode, we're going to kind of get into some uh, interesting stuff. We're going to check out uh, a bike review. You got to check out that BMW 1200 GS Adventure. We're going to uh, share some tech tips on uh, how, how to pick up the motorcycle and also, uh, we're going to get in some stories, maybe some crash stories from the Dakar Rally. How does that sound? Sounds great, Jason. All right. So, first of all, how was, uh, how was your week of riding? I know you're, you're on the West Coast. I'm stuck out here in, in the frozen tundra. So, you've been riding pretty much all winter long. So, how was your week of riding? Oh, my God. My week of riding was incredible. It was uh, 14 degrees on Saturday. So, I was out of the motocross track for two or three hours and put in some really hot laps, chased around the kids in the track. It was really great. And uh, Sunday, I was able to uh, take my GS1200 out for a little blast around the property. And tonight, I just spent an hour and a half on my trials bike riding around the property. So it's been a heck of a week. So trials riding, um, let's talk about trials riding for a second. I know it's great. It's awesome cross-training. Even if you're training for going on a rally race, even if you just want to become a better rider riding through a parking lot, trials riding is incredible. Oh yeah, trials riding. Every rider should should pick up a trials bike for a lot of reasons. You can it, it develops your balance. It really helps you with throttle control. And most of all, you can do it in your backyard. Even if you've got a city lot, you can go in the backyard and not bother your neighbors and plunk around and be exhausted after an hour. And so, I, yeah, I do like that a trial like a trials bike. I mean, I remember your first trials bike was a '94. It had a World Cup. Was it a was it a gas gas that one? Yeah, it was. It was an old gas gas. I, I believe it was a 93 or 94 gas gas. In and fact, I still have it kicking around the shop. It was kind of bagged on, and it ran perfect, though. Like, it had been ridden hard, but it, those things last forever. Yeah, they do. And, and you know what I really like about a trials bike is, unlike the motocross bike that takes hours and hours of maintenance, the trials bike is, requires a lot less maintenance. I, I really enjoy it. You can pick those things up, too, super cheap um, if you're patient and you find one, I guess. I've been looking for years, I feel like. You're correct, Jason, and it's really good. The, the good thing about a trials bike, too, is it's a great recovery tool. And you know I've had a few injuries over the years, so uh, the trials bike is a great way to start getting back into riding again and start getting those muscles used to riding. And that, that's actually a good point because 
you know, a lot of people have had their bikes kind of put away for the winter. Um, maybe, I mean, we don't all have trials bikes. I don't, I wish I did. I have to go to your house to use yours. Um, I, we don't all have dirt bikes lying around the house, but a lot of us are riding adventure bikes and dual sport bikes, and they've been kind of sitting in the garage. Is there any kind of training tips that we can do just when the bike's on the stand? There's something that, I mean, it's anything to get kind of comfortable on a motorcycle again. You know, Jason, that's a very good point. You, you can put your, your bike on the stand, you can sit on it, you can imagine yourself riding, you can hold the bars, you can practice proper standing position. It all helps your body get used to feeling correct on the bike. So putting it on the stand in the middle of winter in your basement and just practice the different seating positions, practice your fingers on the clutch, all, all of the things you need to do to ride, that, that's, that's a really good point. And, of course, the best part about it, on a Saturday night, you can, you can have a beer and do that. <laughs> it's not against the law, right? Uh, well, no, it's not against the law. You don't get pulled over for uh, standing on your bike and drinking. However, when you're an athlete such as myself, we don't drink when we're uh, when we're in the motorcycle. Mode. Right. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk about that that uh, new 2018 BMW 1200 GS Adventure you got your hands on, you bastard. So, how long have you had it for? I've had it for uh, two weeks, and I've ridden it for about I, I would say now I got about an hour on it, hour and a half. Man, it is a great motorcycle. I, I have to tell you that this time, I believe BMW has hit a home run. It's the uh, GS1200 Rally, the Rally version. So it's really the it's intended to be their off-road bike, and it comes pretty pretty slim on on bling, but it's got all the right stuff. And and it's uh, I like the color of it. I like I like it's got the the enduro seat, so it's a solid like a motocross style seat, so you can really move around on the bike well wide foot pegs just a great bike uh yeah new colors they actually put, added the new colors for 2018 does it come yeah. with that so is it is it kind of d- done up though does it come with like the full color instrumental panel and all that stuff yeah the panel on it's amazing it's like a, you're you're behind a, a fighting plane it's it's really cool it's it's all computerized it looks like an ipod sideways it gives oh. you great great information on what's happening with the bike and, and just overall the bike just handles so much better than my older one it's I, I don't know. I don't know if they did anything, or it's just. I mean, it's got better suspension, and I think it, you know you really reward you really rewarded using it. It just it's, it's amazing. One of the options, uh, electronically adjustable suspension. Did he, did you play with that at all? Did you get that? I played a little bit with it. I didn't really get a chance to to tell you, to feel how good it was. Uh, I'll um I'll keep you informed as I try it a bit more. I did take it out though, and I dro- I took it down this huge probably. Well, you know, the, the drop behind our house, probably a 90-degree angle, and it's about, I don't know, 80 feet down. And, and the bike performed perfect. And, and I was I had it in enduro mode, so the suspension was in a good position. I think that's why the bike handles so well. That, that suspension is just awesome. You're the only person I know that <laughs> takes a brand-new bike and goes down the steepest hill you can find on, after one hour on it. <laughs> well, I wanted to see what it could do. And I figured, you know what, if... if uh, your mom was home, so if if I crashed, she could get help. Well, but, and that, actually, there's a great point. You know what? If you did tip over or got hurt, there's emergency call feature. I doubt you synced it to your phone at this point, but um, it does have that, which is really that's awesome. Yeah, it, it it's got so many great features on it, and, and I think it's just like I I had the 2017 model, and it it handled pretty good, but this one actually handles way better. It turns tighter. Uh, it absorbed the drop really well, 
and it's very, very comfortable. I love the, the position, the riding position on it, and the pegs. It makes a huge difference in the bike. So how would you compare it to the, uh, to the 2017? Like night and day, or is it, is it fairly similar? Well, it, it, to me, it's night and day, but I didn't have the rally the last time. I had the standard GS, and so the power delivery is so much better. The suspension is so much better. Um, and again, I, I, the, the old bike I had had the, the narrow foot peg, so they cut through your foot while you rode it. Um, the, the, the fat foot pegs it feels like my Dakar bike. I, I really enjoy the bike, and um, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that at this time, I mean, Jay, you know, I've ridden pretty well every model up there, and um, I still think that the GS 1200 is the best adventure bike available at this time for every rider. Well, this is the original adventure bike, so I guess they, they kind of have to be, right? Yeah, the, the other models, you know, the KTM, and uh, great motorcycle. I, I love all the bikes, but they're, uh, they, they're a little harder to ride. And the, the GS1200, um, you know, to be honest with you, I took it a little bit on my trials course. And, uh, man, it, 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 bogs, it goes down low and idles along just like a trials bike. I, I, I'm pretty sure I could take it through the whole route after a little bit of practice on it <laughs> i'm pretty sure i would pay to watch you uh on that brand new bike through a trials course <laughs> yeah that'd be funny <laughs> uh so we'll get you know what we'll, we'll we'll let you ride it a little bit more and maybe in the next uh, couple of weeks we'll get some more diagnosis from you on the bike i know you've only ridden it for about an hour so yeah yeah i'm gonna be using it in my uh, in my next school so uh it'll, it'll get a lot of testing there because we'll do all the drills on it and it'll be kind of uh, it'll be a good test on how well it works more importantly how does it smell that's what we really want to know it smells like it, it smells like a brand new gs oh. i wish I, I wish i could keep that smell in my bedroom at night <laughs> yeah they can make that into cologne i'd, I'd definitely buy that that'd be awesome smell of the new bike or the sound of a new bike it's just like everything sounds perfect everything's tight it's just amazing I have noticed um, just the last couple of days here, maybe it's because the sun has finally come out in Alberta, but I've, I've noticed three, four motorcycles I saw today on the roads. Um, slippery conditions when you're on the bikes as well. There's lots of gravel out here. Even on, even on you know the West Coast, I know there's lots of gravel. It's, and you probably haven't been riding a lot, which means be expecting a tip over. It's probably going to happen, um, whether you're in a parking lot or you're off-road riding, or you're testing your brand new 2018 uh, BMW G Series down your bank, you, you're probably eventually going to tip over. And more, more than likely, the tip overs always seem like, for me, and I know for a lot of riders, it, it happens in those, those first couple of rides, those first few weeks of riding. So um, for the tech tip today, I want to talk about picking up the bike safely. And it, it's funny because every time when we're te teaching a course with you, it's kind of everyone kind of giggles when you say like this is how you pick up a bike properly like yeah we all know how to pick up a motorcycle which is not the case yeah you're right there's a there's a lot of different methods of picking up a bike and everybody has their own opinion on how you should do it my personal preference is a, is a technique where you have when the bike's down you you crank the bars to full opposite lock so that the the wheel is pointing straight up in the air and you 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 bring yourself around to the end of the handlebars and you cup your hands over the t end of the handlebar and you do you lift it like from a squat position and it's such a good way to do it because it allows you to take a bit of a breather halfway through if you need to so what you do is you go around you, you I'll, I'll run through it for you jason so the bike's on its side you walk around to the well, first off you want to make sure that you've got the bike in gear so you don't have to chase it around the parking lot then you walk around the bike 
and you you get so that your your the, the handlebar at the end of the handlebar is really pointing at your belly button, and you've got the wheel at full off, so it's about squat down. You cup your hands over the end of the bar, not not grasping it like you're you're gonna chin up bar, but actually putting your cupping your hands under the bar, and you lift with legs, not your back. You're just balancing the bars on your hand, and you walk towards the bike as you're lifting, and and you stand it up. And, you know, I've seen women weighing 110 pounds pick up yes, 500 using this method, so I know it works very well. And on that note, picking up motorcycles, that's a perfect segue to today's rally story. Let's do your favorite crash. Everybody loves to brag about their favorite crash. It's crash time. I'm going to guess it has to do with Argentina and the Dakar. Yes, it does. So now that you're going to put me on the spot and not talk about something like the best jump I ever did, uh, my worst crash was the Dakar. Uh, and it was caused by me being a little bit cocky and thinking that I could um, I could gap my, the uh, rider I just passed. And so I was no longer reading my road book, which means I didn't know the obstacles were coming. And I was flat out on my motorcycle on a long straight stretch, probably doing somewhere in the neighborhood of 130 kilometers an hour, maybe a little faster. And I hit a jump that I wasn't expecting. So I, I, I launched off this jump at, I probably went, I would say I was four, they told me I was 40 feet in the air. So what is that, 120 meters in the air? And I went 60 feet in distance. So what is that, 180 feet? Uh, and came down on the front wheel flattened or completely bent the front wheel into an L shape and crushed all my chest. Uh, I was unconscious on the course for two hours. Uh, two Irish riders kept me alive until they medevaced me out. And uh, I had a lot of injuries. I had a, I had a broken sternum, eight broken ribs, dislocated shoulders, lacerated my lung, bruised my heart, I had internal bleeding. I was in pretty bad shape. And I spent seven days in before I checked myself out. Um, and I probably would have died if I if I'd known um, what was wrong with me, but I, I didn't. I, I I knew I was hurting and I knew I was really uncomfortable, but I didn't speak the language. So I didn't. If someone is you're in critical condition and you're in intensive care, I probably would have had a heart attack. <laughs> I just thought I just thought I was in. I just thought that the uh, the hospital just because when you're in intensive care, they don't turn out the lights and they make a lot of noise and they try to, they don't really want you to go into unconsciousness. So, uh, you know, I just thought, wow, this place is really bad. They, they treat you bad. They hardly feed you and they, and they make a lot of noise. But in fact, um, it was, a, it was intensive care and they do that on purpose. And I didn't actually find out how injured I was until I got back to, to Canada and my own doctor translated the medical records and told me what had happened to me. And his exact words were, uh, he doesn't have very many patients that live through injuries like that. So um, I was pretty lucky. What kind of bike were you riding? <laughs> I was riding my uh, my 525 rally bike. Uh, it was a KTM 525, all done up for rally. And I was having a really good ride. It was, it was one of my best, actually. And it was really, it was a big crash. Maybe one of the reasons they... Uh... Drop the CC limit on the motorcycles at the Dakar Rally. Then again, it didn't do anything though, because remember uh, this year was it stage one, and they had that that crazy dune off the first like off the first like five hundred meters into the race. Yeah, 
I, I, they did that to me. I raced that dune, that very same dune in, in 2013 when I did the Dakar in 2013. Uh, we rode the same section, and it was, uh, it was pretty challenging because you don't get a chance to get used to the sand. You're just instantly in it, and it was to, to determine your starting position for the day. So I feel sorry for those guys. It was, it's, it's pretty overwhelming to get suddenly thrust into the sand. Yeah, well, one uh, a rider ended up breaking his back on that date on that stage so what what, was your crash early in the day i can't remember my crash no it was middle of the day was probably um i'd ridden a couple hundred kilometers so what had happened was i i'd caught up to my teammates who started an hour ahead of me and i was so giddy about catching them that i all i could imagine was being at the bivouac an hour ahead of them and having a beer waiting for them to come in and so i um i was I turned into a motocrosser and quit being a rally racer and I started trying to gap them. And, and as soon as you get in, in Dakar, as soon as you don't, you don't pay attention to the road book anymore, you just get yourself into trouble. And that's exactly what happened to me. So the very guys I was trying to gap ended up saving my life. I mean, obviously the first stage, you know, there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people streets along the streets watching by like day four, day five are you even do you even get excited at the start of the rally you get nervous every day that never goes away so you because you've got your road book and you you the evening before you were marking your road book so you although you don't know what you're going to see you got an idea about the number of obstacles you're going to hit so you're you are a bit nervous um but you you don't have any trouble sleeping because you you're so exhausted that you just kind of pass out so yeah the dakar can be really challenging and you definitely, um, you know, it takes two hours every night to get your get your roadbook ready, and you've got your meetings to go to and the, the, the mandatory meetings and all sorts of other things. So, um, yeah, you're pretty tired. Well, that's a good. I like your story. I like the version where you just said that you caught caught up by one hour. I think it's extended every time. <laughs> it was ten minutes and then twenty, and now an hour. So it's getting better actually over the years. Yeah, well, you know what? That's the worst thing about your kid interviewing you. <laughs> ah, very true. Um, okay, well, let, let's talk about what's coming up with your. I know your skills um, school is back, so that's Off Road Skills Canada. Awesome course. I got the chance to fly out and had an absolute blast learning with everybody. So, what's coming up for uh, Off Road Skills Canada in the spring? So, our first school now is uh, April eighth. We got a we got a class going, and it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We've got a good, almost a full course, a full class, and it's the, the mountains. The pretty well, all the snow is gone from the mountains now, so uh, we're going to do the mountains. We're going to do some stuff on the fields, and they're looking great. So, uh, lots of drills. We're going to do. We're going to learn how to ride off road. We're going to do some semi gnarly stuff. Well, you rode some of it. You know, you know the drops we're going to do. And uh, when people leave, it's it's always really fun for me because people come into our school and they they can't even get around our field in the morning and by the end of the weekend they're doing stuff they never dreamed they could do on their on their big bike so i always feel so great about that and i always like the fact that we're creating safe riders and to me that's what this is all about let's create safe riders so everyone can enjoy riding maybe it's not this year but maybe next year your goal is to ride in through peru or just go off road or even just go through mexico you get in those situations where you're in a washout or something um, those skills are definitely going to come in handy. So yeah, all types of riders and even all types of motorcycles. I mean, pretty much everything was there the last time I, when I was there. All different sorts of motorcycles were there. Yeah, it's it's the same every year. We got we have a huge mix of motorcycles, everything from V-Stroms to GS-1200s to KTMs. 
Uh, we have women. We have guys. It's just always fun, and we have we have a pretty uh, pretty special school, I think, because we have a we have a great meal. We, we we do a home cooked meal for them here on on the day one for their lunch, and it's always fun to sit around and gab with all a bunch of people with common interests. So I really look forward to it. I, I love it. I think so. All right, so that's going on on Vancouver Island. Um, how do we get information if we want to sign up for maybe this upcoming course? Or you, you pretty much are doing them right through the summer, right? Uh, we're, we're not doing any. Our last course of the of the spring season will be the end of June. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've got a few courses. We've got a few classes going until then. So if you just go onto our website www.offroadskillscanada.com, uh, you, you'll be able to see our schedule. It's all posted there. There's videos and photos and stuff, too. Yeah, it's offroadskillscanada.com. All right, check that out. And uh, hopefully you will get some more podcasts in. So thanks for joining us. Episode 1, the ADV Motorcycle Podcast. And, uh, Dad, thanks for sharing those stories. It was fun. It was really cool. I, I, I think probably the coolest thing about motorcycling for me is that you and I and your brother have been riding together since you were three years old. Yeah, but you know what? What's what's better, though? Talking about bikes or actually riding them? I haven't decided yet. Well, I love riding them, but, you know, it's always great to talk about them because you can your jumps get bigger, your speed gets faster. It's amazing what happens when you talk about them. Yeah, all of a sudden, you've made up one hour on everybody at the Dakar Rally. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't I? Well, by the time we're finished this, I will, have, uh, I will have won the deck, though, won't I? Good. Yeah, excellent. All right. Well, hey, we'll chat next week, all right? All right, sir. Thanks for listening to the ADV Motorcycle Podcast. Questions about the show? Email advpodcast at gmail.com. Have a safe week of riding, and remember, always keep those wheels on the ground. <laughs>